This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Meal Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Meal Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mealtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog, The Whole Dish at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Think of a cook is asked the question, the answer has to be the egg, considering how much more integral it is to just about any genre of cooking than actual meat is. Which came first, the pasta or the sauce, might not be such an easy one to answer. I think a lot of people who buy dried pasta in boxes or cellophane-wrapped bags in grocery stores also typically reach for jars of sauce on the same aisle. I know I've done that plenty in my life. Dried pasta cooks much more quickly. It's a convenience food. Jarred sauce is the same way. You can just dump it in. But it's just a small leap, really, to making your own from tomatoes, either canned, frozen if you have garden tomatoes or fresh. That was something I came to much earlier on, probably out of necessity, probably because I didn't have a jar of pasta sauce, if I know myself. And I thought, well, I have a jar of tomatoes, and I have some tomato paste, and I have some seasoning, and I can approximate. It wasn't really any intentional thing. It was just born out of a cook's necessity. Handmade pasta, of course, is an entirely different pursuit. One that I wrote about in my most recent column for the Mail Tribune's food section. And those columns, also called The Whole Dish, can be found at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash food. I loved tackling handmade pasta, finally feeling like I had this technique sort of checked off. It was something that I had some confidence at and could build upon. And so it only seems appropriate that I revisit pasta sauce in my blog. And that's the current post at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish under the headline life is too short to eat prefab pasta sauce posted Thursday, July 18th. I did sort of expand on elaborate on some ideas from chef James Dewan, who is a contributor for the Chicago Tribune. I've used some of his ideas in my blogs before. I appreciate his style of writing and sort of his take on why certain things are just worth knowing in the kitchen and the premise of some of his columns. And he gave four examples of different kinds of sauces, elaborating on each of them, sort of called to mind one of the first columns I did for the Mail Tribune's food section back in February, February 27th, when I gave my recipe for marinara sauce, sauteing in olive oil, some onion, garlic, deglazing that, adding tomato paste to the pan, letting it caramelize, and then splashing in your 28-ounce can of chopped tomatoes, or if you have, I mentioned frozen tomatoes because I grow them in my garden, those are also very easy to use. Adding salt, sugar, and adjusting the seasonings with some vinegar, preferably balsamic apple cider works as well. That recipe can be found in that column from February 27th at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash food. Or there are several variations that are even simpler 
on my current blog. The first, which Chef James DeWan calls sauce one, is basically simmering canned tomatoes, either crushed, whole, or chopped with dried Italian seasoning, a little bit of salt, and that's it. He doesn't even bother with sauteing. It's that simple, as he says it. And the reason to do this is because it still tastes better than what you get in a jar. It doesn't take that much time. And my personal philosophy as well is that you will save money doing this. Jarred pasta sauce is very overpriced, in my opinion, for what you can get a, a can of good quality tomatoes for. It'll, it's just satisfying to be able to do this yourself, whether it's for a pasta dish, lasagna, which I featured in the column with my marinara sauce, eggplant parmesan, or anything that you would serve with tomato sauce. Here's a couple of other ideas I wouldn't have necessarily come up with but that James Dewan contributed to the Chicago Tribune. He calls it Putinesca-ish. And of course, Putinesca is that iconic Italian sauce that features sort of briny, intense pantry staple ingredients, capers, anchovies, brine cured olives like Kalamata, red pepper flakes, often tossed with a long strand type noodle, but it really could be toss with any kind of noodle. Here's what he says to do in order to approximate those flavors. Heat up a cup or so of crushed tomatoes and stir in a few tablespoons of jarred olive tapenade, along with some crushed red pepper flakes, minced parsley if you've got a minute. And that's a reasonable approximation of pasta puttanesca. You don't even need any other herbs, he says. Heighten the savory flavor of anchovies with sauce three. He calls it anchovy and its variations. And if you're squeamish at the thought of eating anchovies, my advice is to start with anchovy paste. I always keep anchovy paste on hand for even just the most straightforward tomato-based sauces or pan sauces with fresh vegetables from my garden in the summertime. It just lends such a nice savor without a lot of excess salt, without a lot of cheese in your pasta. It's widely available on the canned fish aisle of most grocery stores. And there's a few different brands. Napoleon is one of them. I, I love it in all kinds of pasta dishes. Once you sort of wrap your mind around eating anchovies, if you're not accustomed to that, and you use anchovy paste, you can rest assured that the actual anchovy fillets that come in little jars packed in salt are something you're not going to notice really any more than anchovy paste. The little just teensy tiny bones in anchovy fillets basically dissolve into whatever liquid medium in which they're cooked. And it's nice to have the fillets because you can actually chop them with other ingredients, which I like to do. And that's the instructions for this sauce three. Mince more or less equal parts garlic, anchovy fillets, and parsley on a cutting board. And the pile that you'll have will be about the size of a golf ball is what you're going for. Saute that mixture over medium heat in a tablespoon or so of olive oil or butter in a saute pan for a minute until it starts to brown. You can smell it. It'll give off this really lovely aroma. Then add a 28 ounce can of crushed tomatoes or again whole tomatoes that you have chopped yourself and simmer while your pasta cooks to combine the flavors. Season with salt, again, lightly, because the anchovies and the capers 
definitely are salty and you're done. Variation A on that is to add some tuna. That was a topic of one of my most recent blog posts under the headline spaghetti with tuna schools diners on top quality fish that was posted on Tuesday, July 16th, in which I relate a story about a friend who's a foodie and unbeknownst to me does not like tuna. It's a texture, she says. I had decided unwittingly that I would give her an entire case of my family's favorite tuna fished sustainably off the Oregon coast albacore that is canned by Chuck Seafood in Charleston. I prefer the olive oil packed tuna and it is on par with the finest Italian tuna packed in olive oil in my opinion. She asked me okay I'll try a couple of cans. How should I make it? And I advised her with with pasta. It's a quick pan sauce with some sauteed fennel bulb, tomato paste, little red pepper flakes, deglaze that. And I could tell she wasn't quite sure what I was talking about. And that's kind of when I came to the conclusion, well, not everyone, even people who cook a lot, maybe are accustomed to making these types of sauces right in the pan without opening a, some kind of jar of sauce. And so you can follow the instructions in the current blog, which is under the headline. Again, life is too short to eat prefab pasta sauces. And to that sauce three with the anchovies, add some good quality, preferably olive oil packed canned tuna. And if you think those are two ingredients that don't go together, trust me, James Dewan said the same thing. It is delicious. If you're someone who prefers clams, had linguine and clams maybe, instead of the tuna, to the anchovy sauce, just before you add the tomato, prepare it up until that point, open a can of clams, pour the clam water into the pan and boil it down until it's almost gone. You could also use white wine as well. Then add the 28-ounce can of tomatoes along with the clam meat. You don't want to overcook those. And, and just simmer it so the flavors combine until the pasta is done. Taste for salt and pepper. And that's it. A lot of people prefer a meat sauce with their tomato base. I said in my most recent column, I'm not one of those people who loves a heavy meat sauce, particularly with light, delicate, handmade pasta. I would much prefer a simple, straightforward pan sauce that isn't too heavy. But if you are going to incorporate meat, it is fairly easily done, even with a small amount of meat. And that's sauce four that James Dewan calls meaty bits. I do this myself with bacon or pancetta, maybe just a little tiny bit of sausage. And if I don't have meat, I will just use bacon fat. And you still get that same savory flavor, if not like the texture and chew of meat. But it's a pretty wide open formula. You can add really whatever quantity you want to make a sauce the consistency that you like. So brown the ground beef or sausage or bacon or a couple of pork chops or anything similar in a saute pan and then proceed with sauce one as he terms it, which is basically just the 28 ounce can of tomatoes with some dried Italian seasoning and just seasoned to taste with salt. I would be inclined, of course, to deglaze the pan. And again, 
What we mean by that is add a liquid that allows you to scrape up the caramelized bits on the bottom of the pan, incorporate them into the sauce, and intensify the flavor. Again, you can use red wine. You can use Marsala wine for a little bit of sweetness, which is really delicious in a lot of Italian dishes. Sherry, you know, even white wine if you have it. Sometimes I use balsamic vinegar if I don't have any wine or something like that on hand. And you just have to be careful that that doesn't become overpowering as it cooks down. You may need to like cut that with some water, but that works as well. In addition to the meat, you could add half of a diced onion or a diced green pepper after you've removed the meat from the pan and saute those aromatics, the onion and the green pepper and garlic. It's sort of obvious in the leftover fat. That's when sort of deglazing, I think, becomes even more important. And it's it's not complicated. There's a chef's term applied to it, but it is really as simple as splashing some liquid in the pan and just scraping the caramelized bits on the bottom. So when those vegetables are soft or a little brown, add the meat back and then add the tomatoes, add the dried Italian seasoning, add the salt. And you have a sauce that is much more intensely flavored, certainly than anything from a jar. If you are doing a meat variation, it may not be less expensive than buying a meat sauce, but who really wants meat in a jar? (laughs) It's so much better to take meat that you have fresh from your own refrigerator and combine it with some good quality tomatoes and make a really, really delicious pasta sauce. You can find those tips on my current blog under the headline, Life is Too Short to Eat Prefab Pasta Sauce. That was posted Thursday, July 18th. Find that at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Read my bi-weekly columns in the Mail Tribune food section at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash food. Thank you for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.